This is Donna Skoglund, and you are listening to The Pleasure Project, episode 119. This month in The Pleasure Project program, we are focusing on planning and follow-through and all the skills that come along with doing that effectively. And this is the thing that I think most of us struggle with, is there's either not making those decisions ahead of time, not making plans that are effective, well thought out, or we make the plan and then we don't follow through. And each one of these things are separate sets of skills. So I wanted to use this podcast as an opportunity to talk about how you can get better at the planning process. And when you plan more effectively, it's easier to follow through on the plan. And although there are different skills needed in the follow through, you can take care of a lot of it in just the first part. So there are a lot of mistakes that people make that get in the way of creating a good plan, which then get in the way of being able to follow the plan. And it's so important, first of all, that we plan and that we do make decisions ahead of time because everything starts with a decision. And you're either making that decision deliberately and consciously, or you're making that decision reactively. And there is a phenomenon in psychology called time inconsistency. And this is basically the reason why we can have really great intentions and we can make plans and then we don't follow through. And that's because as humans, we have a tendency to value instant gratification over future rewards. So when you're planning, you're thinking about your future self. And in that moment, you don't have to take any of those actions. You're really comfortable. You're just sitting down and writing things down and you know, you're thinking about your future self and you're thinking about the things that you want. And so it's really easy to put anything you want on that to-do list. But when it comes time to actually follow the plan, in that moment, we're no longer thinking about our future self generally. We're thinking about our present self. And our present self just wants to seek pleasure avoid pain, and conserve energy. So doing the planning process is, again, just one part of it, but it's a really critical part, and there are things that we can do that I want to talk about in this episode that increase your chances of following through, which then increase your self-trust, your belief in yourself, you have your own back, and you have a better relationship with yourself. And I call this whole phenomenon having integrity with your word. So here's a few other reasons why actually taking the time to plan is so important. So number one, like I mentioned, it's being able to make those decisions consciously instead of reactively. And when you make a decision, you are using up brain energy. And I think of it like this, when you wake up in the morning, if you've had a really good night's sleep, you start with like a full battery of brain power. And then every single decision you make is zapping a little bit of that brain power away. And this is why at the end of the day, you've got a low battery, just like on your phone, and it's harder to make better decisions. And this is why if you haven't planned your dinner in advance, you're more likely to not make the best decision. Maybe you go out, maybe you just grab something and from the pantry and you just throw something together and it's likely not the healthiest choice you can make. 
So when you make decisions ahead of time, like meal planning, like what you're going to do throughout the day, you don't have to make that decision again. The decision has already been made and then you don't have to use willpower on making the decision to do something or not do something. I mean, there is a micro moment where you're choosing to follow the plan and that is a decision in and of itself, but it's less energy than actually deciding what you need to do. And it's the same thing, you now decision fatigue, which is really, you know, this whole idea of being exhausting ourselves with all the decisions and then being able to not not being able to make those decisions is is the same as willpower. So using your brain and having to make those decisions uses willpower. And so we don't want it, we want to eliminate the need for willpower as much as possible. The second reason is that the brain needs direction and focus. If you don't create that in your life through planning, through making decisions ahead of time, you will just live reactively just to the distractions that show up, to you know whatever is happening in your environment. And this allows you to live with more intention and also live in a more aligned way that is aligned with your priorities, your goals, your values, which allows you to avoid regret. And I think at the end of the day, we all want to live a life without regrets and feel like we made the most of our life and we made good decisions and we are happy with our progress and the direction we're going in. And planning really allows you to do that. It allows you to make progress and to move in the right direction. So why don't people plan? So if you are not someone who plans, here are a few reasons why. Number one is I have a client like this. She doesn't, she has a really hard time planning because she is so overwhelmed with everything that she needs to do that she thinks and her subconscious mind believes that the she needs to just take action. And taking time away from the action taking to plan is in her mind not as important as just taking actions and getting those things done. But the problem with that is if you don't step back and take the time to really look at the bigger picture and think about what is important, what are the priorities, then again, it's all reactive. And you never set up the systems, one, to be more efficient. You never really give your chance you give yourself the chance to really look at, okay, do I really need to do this? Or is there something more important that should I that I should focus on? Or maybe I can just take this off my plate altogether, or maybe there, this is something I can delegate. Planning gives you that opportunity. And there's a quote that is that says, one hour of planning will save you 10 hours of execution. So if that is one of your reasons for not planning that you think it's going to take time and you don't have you can't afford to take the time, know that it actually will save you time. The second reason is maybe in the past you've tried to make a plan and you didn't follow it or you've tried to set a goal and you didn't reach it and you've quit or you've procrastinated and you've lost that belief in your capacity to follow the plan. And you are looking at your past as evidence that why bother if I'm not going to follow it anyway? 
And this is a terrible reason <laughs> because the reason why you didn't follow the plan in the past is because you were missing a certain set of skills. So instead of just giving up and throwing in the towel altogether and just saying, you know, I'm just not going to plan or not going to set goals, you can actually get curious and find out why. Why didn't I follow the plan and solve for that so that you can build this really important skill? And that's what you're going to learn in this episode. And the third reason you might not be planning is because you think that this somehow conflicts with your ability to be spontaneous. Now, I think spontaneous, being spontaneous is a great thing, but I also think planning is a great thing. I think we need to do both. So how you solve for that is you actually create open space to be spontaneous. So you plan the things that need to be planned, that if you don't plan them, they won't get done and you won't move forward. And then you also give yourself empty space where you get to just do whatever you want in that moment and go with the flow. Because if you're always in that going with the flow and just allowing yourself to be spontaneous, you're more likely to just seek the instant gratification and move towards pain, towards pleasure, away from pain, and conserve energy. That, again, that old hardwiring that we have as humans to just you know pursue those things. So those are some reasons why. So hopefully. I've given you enough of a reason to really look at how you plan to create the time to plan so that you can start to live a more deliberate, intentional life where you are moving in the right direction and you are growing and progressing. So here are some mistakes that you might be making in your planning that is preventing you from following your plan. So number one is you just don't plan. So we've already talked about that. And so you have to plan to plan. You have to make time to plan. So the first step is when is the best time for you to plan? So for me, I love doing it on either a Saturday or Sunday morning. And I already have a, you know, a practice of journaling in the morning. So on the weekends, that's just when I do my planning. And I love, I have a whole ritual around it. I love it. I have done it for years. It's really served me. I really believe it's allowed me to accomplish everything I've been able to accomplish by setting goals and then planning in alignment with those goals. So when is the best time for you? Is it on a Friday afternoon? Is it on a Sunday morning? Is it on a Monday morning? Figure out when you can carve out. I would start with an hour and eventually maybe you'll become more efficient and you can do it in less time, but give yourself a full hour. The second mistake is that you're not planning self-care first. I'm sure you've heard of the oxygen mask principle, which states that you need to put your mask on first before helping others. This is why we have to put self-care first because you need to recharge your batteries. You need to fill up your cup so that you're pouring from overflow and not from an empty cup. So when are you going to take the time to exercise? When will you meditate? When will you plan and prepare your meals? When will you go to sleep to ensure that you have a really good night's sleep? This is so important. You need to protect this time and make it a non-negotiable part of your life. The second mistake is that maybe your planning is really vague. And this is something I have noticed for me and something that I've really worked on and, and fixed is for a long time, I had put work on website on my to-do list. And so when my brain looks at that, 
it just goes blank because I don't even know what that means. It just feels really big, really overwhelming. There's no clarity on, okay, what do I actually do? So I still have that on my on my to-do list, but now I've really broken it down into specific action steps. So if you have something like a really, really big project, you want to take the time to research and break it down into small, specific actionable steps, and then put those steps on your calendar. The fourth mistake is you're overzealous with your planning. This is something that I still still struggle with, where I just put too much time on my calendar. And the reason why I do this is I, you know, I am over overly ambitious, but then I also forget to really think about how long each thing will take and really be realistic about that amount of time and give myself that full amount of time and even a little bit more. I always underestimate how long things will take. If that's you, then and you know that, then just give yourself that extra time. So I'm learn I'm getting better at this. It is improving, but I still have work to do. So the next mistake is that you don't really think about the soft skills that you need in order to follow the plan. Now the soft skills are how do I need to feel to be able to do this, especially if it's something that's challenging, that maybe you don't necessarily want to do, but you want it to be done. And we all have things in our life that are like that, where the task itself maybe isn't the most enjoyable, but we want to have it done. And so you have to really think about, if you understand what I've talked about a lot on this podcast, that your emotions are what drive your action, you need to think about that ahead of time. And think about how do I need to feel and then also how do I need to think to create that feeling? So you want to create what I call follow through fuel, create motivation, create commitment, create discipline, create commitment, all those feelings that help us actually follow through on our plan. And also another soft skill is really think about who you need to be and your identity is also what drives behaviors. How you see yourself, the kind of person you think you are, will determine what you do and what you don't do. So if it's a new habit that you're really trying to plan and adopt, then you really think about who is the kind of person who has this habit, who does this thing, and how can I start to see myself in that way? And another soft skill is really looking at why you have resistance to doing this why you've maybe procrastinated on this in the past. Find out what's going on, maybe in your subconscious mind that's creating resistance. And one way to do that is to ask yourself, okay, when I think about actually doing this, what are the fears, the worries, and the doubts that come up? And then you can start to uncover some of those unconscious fears and question them and challenge them and really start to change your thinking around them, which will ultimately allow you to feel differently about doing them. The next mistake is that you just don't give yourself that overflow time. You don't give yourself space between things. Maybe if you are someone like me who's overly ambitious, that's a high achiever, overworker, and you tend to just schedule every second of your day or fill every second of your day, you're not giving yourself breathing room. So maybe, again, you've got a belief that you can't afford to do that. There's just too much 
to get done. That will always be the case. The never the, the to-do list is never ending. There will never be a time where you finish everything. There's You're always going to be adding more. That's just life. That's how it goes. So you just have to decide to give yourself that space and understand why that's so important, the recovery time. And this is something I'm really diving more into is the importance of downtime and recovery time and really changing my own thinking around that and seeing how important and valuable it is and how it actually will allow me to be more productive and have better ideas and think at a higher level, which is ultimately going to get me to where I want to go faster anyway. It's not just by doing more. So this is really, really important to understand. The next mistake is simply just not starting on something because you feel like you don't know every single step of the thing. So maybe you're trying to accomplish a goal that you don't really know how to do. And that is preventing you from just trying some things or getting started or taking the very first step that you do know how to do. So sometimes we feel like we need to have the entire plan mapped out step by step and feel like we know for sure and it's guaranteed that it's definitely going to work and create the desired result. But the problem is we never know until we get there. So it's being willing to just get started, being willing to just take that first step and trust that once you take one step in that direction, the next step will be revealed to you. And you have to also know that you have to be willing to make mistakes and be willing to fail and be willing to take a wrong step and learn from it. And if you understand that even the mishaps and the mistakes and the failures are actually leading you towards it because you learn what doesn't work, then you're more willing to take those steps. So all those mistakes being said, let's just break it down into some questions that you can ask yourself when you're planning to make sure that you have a a bulletproof plan and you set yourself up in the best possible way for actually achieving your plan and following through with it. So the first thing, have you set a time, set aside time for self-care first? Have you put that in your calendar and have you protected that time? That means you don't allow other appointments in that space. You don't do anything else. That is your time to take care of you. The second thing is when you think about something you want to put on your list, ask yourself, is it really important? Is it truly aligned with my priorities, core values, authentic goals and desires, or does it, is this more of a should? And if it's more of a should, really ask yourself why it's a should. And if this is a should from the outside, like this expectation from someone else, or if it's something that you're imposing on yourself that maybe you don't really need to do. And the truth is you don't need to do anything, nothing. You don't have to do anything at all. You get to decide. This is your life. Do you want to live your life based on shoulds or other people's expectations? Or do you want to live a life that is authentic and true to you? The next question is, ask yourself, okay, is this very specific? Do I know exactly what to do when the time comes to follow this plan? And if not, can you break it down so that your mind knows exactly what that means when you see it on your calendar? The next question is, is it doable? Have you broken down bigger, harder tasks into smaller steps? 
Have you made it, if it's something like a, a habit that you're trying to adopt, have you made it small to start and then know that once it's a habit, it's easier to build on that habit? It's much harder to start a habit when you set it up so that it feels so big, then you're going to have to use a lot of willpower to get yourself to do it. The next question is, how long do you think this will take realistically? And what's the maximum amount of time it will take? And then have you given yourself at least that much time and then some, add a little bit more? One of my teachers says, okay, however long you think it's going to take, double it. So that might be a good place for you, especially if you are someone like me that tends to not give yourself enough time to do things. The next question is, have you figured out exactly when you're going to do this? Have you put it in your calendar at a specific time so that you ensure that that time is protected and blocked out? And then you want to solve for obstacles in advance. So you want to ask yourself, is there anything that would get in the way of following this plan? What strategies can you use if that happens? And when you really think through these things in advance, then you're much more prepared for when those obstacles arise. You have already foreseen them, you've already thought through what you're going to do, and you've already created a neural pathway in your brain that makes it really easy to follow. And I would just add on to that is you can even take time in your planning to visualize yourself doing the thing. Visualization increases your performance by 47%. That's very significant. This is a really underused tool that athletes use, high performance, high performers use, people that know how effective this is, use it. So you should too. <laughs> the next question is, have you given yourself overflow? Have you give, given yourself space between things to breathe, to take a break, to move your body? It's really important. You're supposed to move your body once an hour. So especially if you are sitting at your desk all day and you are, you know, you've got lots of things to do, and you've got your list, your, your calendar packed, then can you actually just give yourself little breaks to stand up, get a drink of water, move your body, do a little bit of stretching? The next question is, how do you need to feel to complete this task? Especially, again, if there's a little bit of resistance to doing this. And then what thoughts can you think when the time comes to create that feeling, to sell yourself on doing it? And maybe it's even thinking about what it'll feel like when it's done and how good that's going to be. And the next question is really asking yourself, if this is a habit that you're trying to adopt, who is the kind of person who already has this habit? How can I start to see myself in that way? And then the final question is, think about what you want from doing this. What is the outcome? It's not just, we're not living our life to complete a set of to-do lists. We're living our lives because we think we want something on the other side of that, right? Like we want the result of doing those tasks. So I want you to go there in your mind and think about once this is finished, what will come of that? How will this improve your life? How will this change your life? How will this solve some challenges that you're struggling with and then take a moment and imagine it being done and how good that feels and be in the feeling of that outcome accomplished. So hopefully this was helpful. I would love to hear your takeaways and if this was helpful please share it and reach out to me 
And if you want help, if you want to build the skills of planning and following through, and if you want to learn how to bridge the gap from intention to implementation, I'd love to offer you a free 45-minute call with me. And this is a no-strings, no-pressure opportunity to talk to me one-on-one about your challenges, your goals, whatever is getting in the way of you being who you want to be and being where you want to be in your life. There is a link in the show notes that you can click, set up a time to talk, and I look forward to connecting. See you soon.